It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Brad Restituto. Comes up to the pocket. Fires the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Three words for you. You like that? Welcome to the rest stop. November 5th, Thursday, 9 o'clock, live every Tuesday and Thursday at this time. Me, myself, Brad the Believer, and Spencer the Wiz, we come to you. Live on www.twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball and, of course, my personal Facebook and Twitter page. And you can check us out on any of the podcasting platforms. If you miss us live, just search Landry Football Conference Call on Audioboom, LandryFootball.com, Google Podcasts. Search Landry Football Conference Call and the rest stop will be underneath there. And uh, we're here live in Las Vegas every Tuesday and Thursday, like I said. And on this Thursday with Spencer the Wiz and myself, uh, we're going to recap Thursday night football, Niners, Packers were tonight. Of course, every Thursday we have our NFL picks against the spread. And we're in the Thursday coming off of election 2020. So we'll talk about that a little bit, along with some more NFL news. The NBA decided they're going to come out with their schedule starting right before Christmas, Christmas week. And then also some NFL news with the Raiders here locally in Las Vegas. And of course, across the NFL hit with a bunch of fines and sanctions for not following COVID protocol. Uh, so let me bring on Spencer the Wiz. He's with me every Tuesday and Thursday. And I want to give Spence a little plug before we move forward here. He started his own show here locally uh, in Las Vegas, and you can check it out on his Twitter page, on his Facebook page, on the uh, radio locally page. KSHP is the call letters of the station. It's 1400 AM in Las Vegas, and it's called Delivering Sports. And Spence, I just want to give you a minute to talk about the new show that you launched last Friday and what you have going on in the works for all the listeners. They can not only listen to you here on the rest stop, but your show, what you're doing on local Las Vegas radio as well. Yeah. So I started delivering sports, I think about two years ago, it was a regular podcast I did. This was obviously before all COVID hit. I was hitting weekly episodes and everything like that. I had a great time. You know, he has these incredible podcasting studios and all this great access to audit, um, editing software as well. They have Final Cut Pro on uh, the newest Macs, which is great. So I was in a great rhythm and then everything hit and I, I, I don't like politics and I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit, but more in a general sense, not one way or other, 
Um, so it wasn't, it was very unpolitical time. There was no sports going on. So I took a really long break and ended up investing almost all of my energy into Blue Moon Boys Gaming now. But now I finally, after some really hard work at the station at KSHP, who I interned with, I did get that hour. So I'm now launching and obviously now I'll be weekly again with delivering sports. Um, I just like to mix things up, talk about random things going on, maybe the more niche things. Uh, I'm bringing on a bevy of guests and everything like that. I'm trying to have a rotating set of guest hosts and everything. Uh, it's been really fun. Obviously, I was really nervous week one, but I'm excited to get back in the studio. It's definitely a great Friday night. If you're if you're driving around Vegas at night, come on at 7 p.m. So I want to be known as like the nighttime sports talk show. So hopefully I'll be able to accomplish that. So you guys can look it up on the KSHP Podcasting Network or live, obviously, on 1400. Yeah, make sure you spe- uh, follow Spence at uh, all of his social media outlets on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. And of course he also has his YouTube channel, Blue Milk Boys Gaming. So make sure you show love to Spencer the Wiz. Spence, uh, you mentioned it a little bit and I've got to start off with this because we're now a couple days into election 2020, some of the most controversial and talked about election in my lifetime and really across the landscape. And uh, I think both of us are, are, are kind of on the same wavelength. We don't really have one side Uh, that we're completely aligned with or in favor of. Uh, I'm not a big political guy. I never have been. Uh, I wanted to get more involved this year mostly, and I said this on Tuesday's show on a local level. I thought it was really important. But on a national level, uh, it's really going to be hard to convince me that any one of these candidates can change anything um, really adamantly or or impactfully, I should say. as far as I've been alive, I've always had to go and punch a time clock. I've always had to pay uh, probably too much for gas, at least in the last three decades. Uh, you know, some of the the international stuff I'm not too uh, equipped on. I do know that we're trying to bring more jobs here locally to to the states, which I agree with. You know, some of the healthcare stuff is really important. But as a whole, in the last few decades, I haven't seen a great amount of change. So there was nothing really that either side was going to be able to convince me of that was going to have me jump on their side, especially because I think both candidates uh, are some of the least qualified as far as individuals that we have in this country, as far as leaders, I think as far as carrying leadership qualities, charisma, uh, integrity, uh, honesty, I don't trust these guys. Joe Biden is a lifelong politician. Uh, That's enough said on its own. Uh, If you've been in politics 40 plus years and you've really done nothing or I haven't really heard of you aside from what you were as a vice president, you've done nothing substantially. Uh, I don't really care for you. Uh, Donald Trump, you can say what you will. Look, uh, he's not a politician, which is a good thing. uh, But I don't know that he's uh, leadership quality. Uh, He's definitely not somebody that I would want to stand uh, on my behalf or anybody else's as somebody with uh, an impeccable moral compass or integrity or charisma or uh, an extreme intellect. Not saying that those individual characteristics define somebody that's qualified uh, to be the leader of the free world, but neither of these two were anybody that I got excited about or I was going to be in love with. Uh, But that being said, Spence, I I know a lot of people uh, on Biden's side, not a lot, not everyone, but there was a good handful that thought this could be a landslide in, in uh, taking care of, of President Trump and getting him out of office. I think it was a lot closer than a lot of people expected. And some of the firing of information that have come down since Tuesday 
uh, is really making me have even less faith in the political process and how it works. And it's really, really frustrating because I think, I think this, Spence, I thought there was an opportunity if one person won and it was clear that we could move forward and accept whatever happened. With right. what's happened in the way that it's happened, I think there's opportunity to be, to build even more divisiveness than we've already seen. And to me, that's insane. Uh, it, it, it screams to my mental uh, of shenanigans. And I'm not talking about just from state to state. I'm talking about internationally. It makes me think even more that other countries have had their hands in this to make us more divided, more controversial uh, as people. And we've had some good conversations off the air. Uh, but to me, I, I feel like this is just going to get even more out of control as individuals continue to think um, and give their opinions. And it, it, I don't know that I would say personally it scares me, but it definitely makes me uneasy. And spent some of the things you said before we got on the air, uh, I think have a lot of uh, a lot of impact on some of the things I just said. So I'd love for you to kind of piggyback on uh, maybe where the mentality is of the American people and how we need to really hone it in a little bit based on uh, these things that that are really out of our control. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to take this point by point. There's a lot of layers to this, and I can start with, in my opinion, polling. Just in general, I think. The idea was if they were very off again this year, obviously they were dead wrong about 2016. Um, you know, it was, I guess they did predict Biden was going to win. And it does look like that's going to be the case for now uh, that they were pretty wrong about how close it was actually going to be. So that's definitely part of it. Um, I mean, who knows what we'll even see for predictions in the future. I think they'll probably just be projections now. I don't think they're actually going to be calling people individually and I don't know how they're going to do it. I feel like next thing they're going to do is just have people vote on a Twitter poll basically. And that feels like just as reliable anyways. Um, so, but yeah, to talk about the mentality of, you know, I, the way I think people are going about things is it's sad, you know, the, I mean, the way I feel is obviously the president's going to do probably two very impactful things in his time in office you know, he'll have his first term where basically he just tries to get reelected, but he'll probably have one thing that really does affect the average American. But for the most part, I think people worry too much about the president of the United States because he should be able to accept whoever is in office because, first of all, it's what the American people decide at the end of the day. And if it's not the person that you didn't want, I mean, that's that's unfortunate for you, but you'll have to find a way to move on. And I have to imagine that your day to day life isn't consumed by what the president is doing, at least. I mean, I'm so busy and you too, where I thought I had an hour to relax today. And in reality, I mean, I was behind on work. I really can't think about it too much. And people just think that they're so important right now. I, I, I look on different social media platforms. I don't have TikTok, but I've seen a few of them rolled around the internet where people just get on this behind a green screen, put up their little, um, I, I hate this more than anything, is when people have these headphones and they just put the microphone up and you can just hear them breathing and the microphone's not great quality. But anyways, everyone becomes an expert on fraud. Everyone becomes an expert on debunking frauds and everything like that. When in reality, you should just accept what it is for now. I mean, there is going to be legal battles, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's inevitable at this point. But they're not going to call you to go debunk these things. They're not They're not depending on you. People in their mind think that the country's depending on me. I'm going to be the person to unearth this conspiracy and stuff like that. When in reality, no one's important. 
I know it sucks to say that, but I mean, to me, like there is no inherent meaning, you know, you, you make meaning through the things that you do and the way you impact your community. And people are so focused on what their na- on what people on the other side of the country are doing, what they're doing in certain states, the way they think people should think when in reality, there are things you can do in your life today, tomorrow, that can really help people. How many people that you know have been to Three Square, for example, in Nevada, where they feed people almost every day, and it's very labor intensive, but you can go volunteer anytime. How many people have done that? But, you know, they do go on social media and complain about certain things. And does that help them sleep at night? I don't know. I'd rather help the guy next to me. Because let's say, and we did talk about this before, it's like, if this thing did come down and everything like that, what if there were community centers, like, where people could just go around the neighborhood and everyone could really hunker down and, you know, figure out how how to help the elderly people, figure out who has food for the week and who doesn't. And we could really just come together on this. But no, it's about fighting with Joe Schmo on social media, thinking that everyone actually cares about your opinion when in reality it matters nothing. Uh, <laughs> I know I've been talking for a really long time. I'm sorry about that. If I missed anything, Brad, let me know. But yeah, we can continue this conversation over you want. That's just those are kind of my initial thoughts for all this. No, Spence, uh, I, I wanted you to keep going. I, I thought you hit a lot of great points. And if you're just joining us, uh, that's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. And this is the rest stop. We come to you every Tuesday and Thursday, nine o'clock Pacific time uh, here on Twitch.tv under Chris Landry Football. And then, of course, uh, at my Twitter at Brad the Believer and on my Facebook page. But uh, Spence, you had a lo- you hit a lot of important things. And, and it's something to really put in perspective because uh a lot of us sometimes get caught up in, in those things that are out of our control. And we think our opinion or our view is so important and it's meaningless because you said it so perfectly, Spence. Is anybody going to call us uh, to go investigate this fraud or any jabroni on Twitter or anybody else? I don't care if you're a newspaper journalist. I don't care if you're a radio personality. It doesn't matter who you are, how smart you think you are. Nobody cares and you don't matter. You don't matter in this election. Uh, it, it doesn't matter at all. You know, the bottom line is this, there's going to be a president. It's going to be one of these two at some point. And at some point, you're going to have to realize that every hour of every day, you still have to live your life. And if you choose to live it consumed in that bubble and that echo chamber of social media and all that excess noise, that's fine. You know, if you're able to do that and be and still be productive in your daily daily life, all power to you. But there's a lot of people out there, Spence, that have to put food on the table for their families, uh, that have to go to work and punch a time clock uh, to survive. Uh, they may not have jobs. They're looking for jobs amongst this global pandemic that still we're in the middle of. Uh, we still have moron politicians that decided they, they weren't going to pass the stimulus bill. There's still people by the thousands and millions being evicted from their homes, uh, being institutionalized because of mental health issues that are a big uh, influencer from this pandemic and from this uh, electoral BS. Um, There's going to be people that continue uh, to not be able to provide for their families. And these politicians think that people don't want to go back to work when there's not full-time work to go back to. Uh, I haven't had a full-time job in years, Spence. And the jobs I had before this pandemic were part-time and I was hustling to work them. None of those jobs, one of those jobs called me back on a part-time basis. The other still hasn't. Okay. So I'm having to find ways on a daily basis to hustle, to make money. And right now my main source of income is Instacart, you know, and we talked about trying to nip this COVID stuff in the bud, but I've got to put myself out there in grocery stores to survive. It's not ideal, especially 
uh, when you go to do an order at Costco. And like you said, people are packed in there like a bunch of sardines. Uh, there's thousands of them on top of each other. Uh, do you think I like sitting there in a mask? I hate it. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, she's having trouble uh, wanting to do something besides doing Instacart with me because you're you're a forced slave monkey to sit there under and punching a time clock wearing a ridiculous uniform and having to wear a mask for eight hours for somebody that's going to pay you 11 bucks an hour. It's bull crap. And that's that's the reality that we live in right now. And it's unfortunate. But all this is getting lost in this BS political mumbo jumbo that none of us have, none of us have control over. You know, I know some states locally have decided to increase the minimum wage and there, there's, you know, different sides of opinion on that. Uh, most people don't want to even pay what that minimum wage is going to be for any job. It's tough for so many people out there. And just think of the people that may be qualified, Spence, that are 40 plus and feel like they're being discriminated against based upon age. Has anybody gone out into the workforce and seen some of these jabronis that have jobs? Their level of customer service, their IQ, their ability to reason and rationale with, with people. It's a joke. It's a joke that these people have jobs. Like I said, me and my girlfriend, we go every day and try to make money doing Instacart. You should see the people that get get paid to work at a Costco and these other places. It's it, it's sometimes it's unbelievable. The the, the IQ and just the 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 acumen, the 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 typical uh social awareness. It's like, okay, we're doing deliveries for people and we ask to have stuff be put in boxes. And, and it's like I'm asking you to speak a foreign language. So what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? The grand scheme of things is life is its own challenge on an hour to hour basis without worrying about things we can't control. Spence, I've got more stories for you that have happened in the last four days that I haven't even shared with you or, or gone about. I mean, it's hard enough just to get by hour to hour without people losing their minds. I mean, I was in an altercation in a Costco parking lot less than three days ago with my significant other right next to me. It was embarrassing. You know, I, I don't love the way I handled it, but it definitely wasn't provoked by me. But I'm just saying, I'm telling you on an hour to hour basis just to get through traffic, just to survive in the middle of a pandemic and, and not, uh, you know, and, and try to stay on the straight and narrow path. It's its own challenge. So to separate that and get caught up, like you said, with, with people that clearly have too much time on their hands uh, to because they're they're just they're these keyboard warriors and they feel like they have such uh, an impact on what's going on. It's really irrelevant. And like you said, how many of us are out there in our communities at three square or in other parts of, of uh, you know, Ronald McDonald House, Habitat for Humanity uh, downtown here? If you're here locally in Las Vegas, there's people all the time that, that are less fortunate. Uh, it's It really puts things in perspective when you put it the way you do. And when you really think about hour to hour every day, what it takes uh, just to be a good person and just to take the high road and not let uh, the little characters of emotion get the best of you uh, based on what other people around you are doing. It's crazy. Yeah. And the thing that I think surprises me most about all of this is I, I I basically can't believe that people have so much time on their hands. It's just, first of all, I don't know how people have that much time. I mean, you would think they have a family to go home to or some sort of life that they have to take care of. A lot of people, I guess, just don't. And the other thing is, imagine if those people took that time that they use to do, to argue online, to drive around and vehicles you know <laughs> expressing their opinions and everything like that getting in confrontations in public because 
again, they think they're important. What if they spent that time to help somebody like to, to help an elderly person? I, uh, I have a clientele who actually, um, obviously I won't say his name or anything, but he, he had a medical issue and he had to stop his show. I was getting ready to start producing for a show. And I just called him to ask how he was. He was kind of, he, he thought I was calling him about business and stuff and how fast we can get started. But I just asked him if he was doing okay. And, and he almost seemed surprised. So I think that's more, I think that's more indicative of my generation in particular of people being like, just not caring about one another and it's kind of sad to me, you know, that it's kind of like a lost art of just being kind for no reason. There's nothing behind it. I think we need to do a lot more of that. No doubt. And, uh, you know, we, we've hit almost 20 minutes on political talk, so we'll transition out of that. But good stuff from you, Spence. And uh, just to reset, if you're just joining us, uh, the rest stop comes to you every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 o'clock Pacific time. And make sure, uh, if I can spit it out, make sure you search all of the podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Audio Boom, Spotify, search Landry Football Conference Call, and the rest stop underneath there. Spence, we did have an NFL game tonight, the Thursday night matchup between the San Francisco 49ers. They were at home taking on the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers, uh, after losing two out of three, they get a big win here on Thursday night. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of the talk during this trade deadline with the Packers make a move to get another receiver. They did not. Uh, but a nice win for them tonight. Uh, they take care of the the beaten up San Francisco 49ers. I believe that final score was 34-17. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I believe, had three touchdown passes. Devontae Adams was a big factor. Aaron Jones, big out of the backfield. Uh, my question for you, Spence, when you look at the NFC as, as a whole, where did the Packers stand up for you in that conference? Gosh, that's a tough question. They've been so inconsistent. Like it's not that they've just been beating the bad teams and then losing to the good ones. It's not like that. They've had some some pretty big wins, but then you see performance like they did against the Minnesota Vikings, which they should have never lost. And you say, and then it just kind of throws a wrench into all of it. No one in the NFC, in my opinion, has been so standout. I mean, you have the Seahawks, obviously, but their inconsistencies are very much noted, especially defensively. And you can say the same about the Packers. It's crazy to me that uh, the team that they have now, and they basically didn't address anything in the offseason. It almost looks like they just kind of rolled the same thing back. They have so much talent individually. You know, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones is very great. Aaron Rodgers having one of the best seasons. It's interesting to think what they could be if they had taken a high-impact defensive player in the first round or something similar to that. But instead, they draft a backup quarterback who's not going to play for three years and a backup running back who's the third string running back on their team. And there's guys like Ayuk who plays for the 49ers they could have had. That could have been really big for them. They're at the top for me, but I don't really know what that's worth. I think the NFC playoffs is going to be a bit of a crapshoot. Well, according to William Hill, Spence, right now the Bucks are a small favorite at a little over 2-1 to one to win the conference. Mm -hmm. Right behind them are the Seattle Seahawks and then the Green Bay Packers after that. So those look like the three front runners from the Las Vegas perspective and probably in a lot of people's minds as well. Um, I think Seattle is a little bit better than they were last year. I think offensively with Metcalf coming into his own, uh, having Greg Olson as a tight end, we don't know about them defensively. They were so banged up going into the playoff game last year against Green Bay. And really, this is a week-to-week -week thing, Spence, and, and we've got to see – how uh, these teams hold up week to week 
from a health standpoint with this COVID stuff to see if uh, what the what the teams look like. So it's going to be really important uh, from Green Bay's perspective to see and make sure they stay healthy. They've had some injuries in the running back position, and, and really these teams have got to stay clean from a COVID perspective. Uh, that being the case, I do personally, I think Tampa Bay deservingly is the front runner in the NFC just based on uh, the weapons they continue to add and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay and Green Bay didn't help themselves. They did not add anything here going into uh, the trade deadline. So I don't know. Their defense clearly is susceptible to giving up uh, a lot of yards on the ground. That's what their Achilles heel was in the NFC championship game last year against San Francisco. So uh, I think Tampa Bay is still the front runner. I think they they bolstered their chances getting uh, Antonio Brown. And I think the Packers can beat anybody on any given day, but I just don't know that they're going to have uh, enough of the depth uh, to survive the NFC playoffs, especially if they don't get that first overall seed. Yeah, but you talk about the Buccaneers and they have that terrible loss to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, not it was handily, not handily necessarily, but they did take it to him. So it looks like if you can get pressure on Tom Brady, that's that's kind of always been the key throughout his career. That's how the Broncos won the Super Bowl. So every team in the NFC has a glaring weakness. It's not like the, the it's not like the Chiefs where you kind of know like don't know how to beat them. You just kind of have to hope that you can keep up with them offensively and everything like that. But in the NFC, it's a little more wide open. If, there, if there's any year the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl, though, for sure, it's this year. It's they, uh, They're they definitely amongst the top teams, and obviously the sports books agree with that. They definitely need to be healthy, Spence. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how Matt LaFleur monitors that down the stretch. Uh, their starting tackle, David Bakhtiari, has been out a couple weeks. They're going to need him healthy. Uh, during the second half of the season. As far as the 49ers go tonight, Spence, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, both probably lost for the season. Uh, they're just banged up. They, they do not have their star pass rushers on the edge. They've lost those guys to injury. They're just rattled with injuries and, and different things hour to hour to day to day with the 49ers. They still managed to have a decent record coming in but it just does not look promising. And after tonight, I just don't see there being any chance for them to even consider one of those wild card spots. I think the NFC is so deep. Um, if you look, of course, nobody aside in the NFC East, aside from the division winner is going to make the playoffs. But when you consider the NFC West and the NFC South, you've got Tampa Bay and New Orleans that look like they could secure playoff spots. Arizona's in the mix. The Rams, they – uh, may not be playoff worthy, but they certainly are in the mix. Seattle looks like they're going to win the division. Tampa Bay is the front runner in their division. Green Bay and the NFC North, but Chicago also has a good record. So you've got to consider them as uh, somebody that could be in the mix uh, for a playoff berth. So with that being said, San Francisco, they may not have enough horses to compete this year. So if, you, if you're Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, uh, how do you go about playing the rest of the season? It's a great question. I mean, the reality in what you would honestly, the ideal situation for them is to lose out and you have four wins on the season, but he's too good of a coach. The franchise is a little too proud to, to be doing stuff like that. And they're just going to win games naturally because they have a, a really strong like culture around their team. Mullins didn't have the best night, but again, this is the Packers. I know I just said that I'm not sure if they're going to uh, be challenging in the Super Bowl, but 
they're obviously still amongst the best. So don't let this be the this is the way you're going to see it. Although they did also have a terrible performance against the Eagles, it's not going to be great for them. That's basically the 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 story. But it's it's also not their fault. I mean, they're missing half of their roster. I think there was a statistic they brought up today that like seventy percent of their offense or offensive production it was out for the night. So it's one of those things like, what are you going to do? They're just going to have to hope that next season that they can still keep it together and also just stay healthy. Yeah. It's uh health is going to be huge during this season, not only in, in NFL, but college football. Um, and look, co- college football, Spence, you talked about some of the cancellations in college football this year. Uh, elaborate some more on that and how COVID's really impacted college football. We're supposed to have Pac-12 football kick off this weekend. Talk about some of the games that you've noticed that have been canceled and how it continues to impact college football and, of course, the NFL. Yeah, so I'll go over the games real quick. I'm pulling them up as we speak here. Uh, Pac-12 cancels California-Washington game, and there was one other game that I knew off the top of my head. Yeah, Army Air Force was postponed due to COVID-19 because of the spike at Air Force. Uh, this yeah. season's already disjointed for sure, and this just keeps adding to the list, and it's not going to slow down. I, every weekend there will be one canceled game. And, again, they're not professionals. I mean, they are technically, but they're just kids, man, and they're going to spread the virus. They're going to do things that they shouldn't be. And it's actually kind of surprising at the Air Force, but I guess they are condensely packed over there because they're doing their training as well. So. But then you got you got stuff like California, and there's been spikes increased around the country, and you're basically just sending them out into the world, and they're just being our puppets for the most part. And for our entertainment, we're watching them play football because we can bet on the games, and it brings a lot of rich people money to make them even richer. I don't know how yeah, you – yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say one of the big matchups in college football this week, the Clemson Tigers against Notre Dame and Trevor Lawrence not in action – uh, for Clemson, is he still going to be on the COVID-19 uh, list for, for his team? So he'll be out another week in a really big game for Clemson and a big game for Brian Kelly and Notre Dame. Uh, Spence, before we get our get to our picks segment of the week, uh, I want to touch a little further on something we talked about Tuesday, and that's the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins, after a really big win at home, and Tua Tagovailoa's first start as a rookie, his first start for the Dolphins, beating the Los Angeles Rams, have put themselves in position to really uh, be in the conversation for one of those extended playoff spots and really still in the conversation to win the AFC East as the uh, New England Patriots seem to be playing themselves out of contention and the Buffalo Bills not playing their best football right now at the moment. Uh, I, I think the Miami Dolphins find themselves – and a really interesting situation. And something we talked about on Tuesday, Spence, is the Houston Texans have only one win. And the Dolphins have their first-round pick and their own first-round pick. And there could be an opportunity that the Miami Dolphins uh, could be drafting in the top five. And when you have two quarterbacks, at least two quarterbacks, uh, that really look to be generational talents at the position – what will the Dolphins do if they are in one of those top five picks? And I was saying no matter who has a pick, if you have a chance to draft Trevor Lawrence or even Justin Fields, you take that opportunity. But if you're in a situation like Miami's in, you don't necessarily have to draft one of those, but you can ask for a King's ransom for somebody else to come draft one of those guys. So if, if you want to stay 
solid on the fact that Tua is your guy and you don't even want to take the opportunity to draft one of those other guys and trade Tua, uh, you can put yourself in a really great position to acquire even more draft capital. Now, I do think it'd be a really risky decision to not draft one of those two. And then you look back and your team has not made it to a Super Bowl or, or is not elevated themselves to Pat Mahomes and Kansas City level. And, and maybe one of these guys does take that step to overturn their team and, and take over uh, for the, what position your team could have been in. If it's even the Jets or the Giants, whoever, you name the team, if they get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence and then all of a sudden uh, that team is even more of a contender than your own team with Tua, of course you're going to look with a little bit of regret there. Uh, but I do think – you can acquire a lot of draft capital and the dolphins already have tons of draft capital. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I think the dolphins find themselves in an excellent situation. I still am of the belief Spence that if you have an opportunity and I'm going to go with either of these two, if, if you have the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, I think you have to take that chance. Uh, and then deal with with the dominoes as they fall after that. I know you may disagree a little bit, but I think these two guys have that ability that that's even more so than somebody like a Tua. Yeah, so before I get into it, I just want to highlight Jose uh, checking in real quick and say that we are going to be on Straight Bet Sports on Wednesday. Brad and I are going to be on his show, so we'll make sure to plug that uh, more on Tuesday's show, but Definitely wanted to, to get that out. But to, to talk about the Dolphins for just a second, you know, they're outperforming for sure than they everyone expected them to be, more than I expected them to be. I, I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs necessarily, but still it's it's awesome to see what Brian Flores has done in his first season. Uh, so now I want to address the quarterback thing you're talking about. Uh, I'm not huge on Trevor Lawrence. I know he's obviously quite talented. He's about as hyped as Andrew Luck was coming out of college. Uh, I think he's just a mobile Jay Cutler, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully I'm wow. wrong about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's not a terrible thing to say about somebody either. I, I think he obviously wasn't a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he was a, a pretty good quarterback for a long time. Uh, and anyways, I obviously know the hype surrounding him. But for Fields, I challenge you to tell me one quarterback from Ohio State in the past two decades who was really worthy of the hype they had going into their professional careers. Uh, I can't give you one. Terrell Pryor. I mean, obviously, we know that's pretty well documented. Troy Smith. Yeah, I know. I know. Braxton yeah. Miller, who is now he was a wide receiver for the Texans, who got cut. It's not great. So, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that Ohio State does not produce uh, football NFL quarterback ready guys. They get talented people for sure, athletic guys. But yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not on that train so much. So it's got to be Trevor Lawrence or nothing for me. Uh, well, in that same sense, uh, what what is the Alabama football program? What have they done for the quarterback position? I mean, they, it looks like they've replaced um, Tua really fast with somebody that looks just as impressive statistically and on the field. So I challenge that for all the Tua backers out there that Alabama hasn't produced a quarterback in the last couple of decades of note. Uh, can you name one off the top of your head? AJ McCarron was technically pretty successful. He never really got a chance. So, uh, yeah, I know. I, I guess I see your point, but I, I feel like Alabama, maybe in their lifetime, if I were to look, had a couple of decent guys in their system. And all 
I would also like to say that Alabama has never really highlighted their quarterbacks in, in the last couple of decades. It's been much more about the running back position. Kamara, obviously. Uh, I believe Henry maybe was – did he play for Alabama? I could be wrong about that. But there are a lot of high imp- – they're like Trent Richardson for at least his rookie season. So they've been more about defensive and running game for their entire lives. They've never really been like, this is a quarterback that's going to get drafted in the NFL. I would say AJ McCarron was probably the first one to actually get the kind of nod. So I, I think it is a little different in that sense. Well, regardless of where you stand on the quarterback situation, I think the Miami Dolphins are in uh, a really great situation. Every week we talk about Brian Flores and, and how – you got it listed right there on the screen, how bright a future uh, this Dolphins program is in. And Brian Flores looks to be the cream of the crop of the Belichick tree of coaches. So uh, we'll see how this plays out for the Dolphins. They've got a big game coming up this weekend. They travel west to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. So it's going to be interesting how they fare going west coast as an underdog into his second start. So as we have every Thursday, our pick segment, Myself and Spencer the Wiz with a guest picker against the spread. We do have a guest picker tonight. But before we go there, uh, Spence didn't have his greatest week, but he looks to bounce back as he's close to 60% on the season. So here we go. Anything you could do, I could do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater. Here we go. Week nine, Spencer the Wiz, Brad the Believer, picking every game against the spread in the NFL. And let's go ahead and uh, uh, let's let's add our uh, guest picker of the evening, if he's ready, uh, the, the great Brian Bravo. How you doing, guys? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Bravo, can you please turn your TV down? You what the hell is going on? Uh, honey, well, I'm watching, I'm watching Biden. All right, all right, he's going on mute. He's got to go on mute. Clear, clearly, I, I thought this could work. This is going to turn into a disaster before it even started. With got Brian mute Bravo. Oh, good Lord. I thought this could work. He's, he's on mute. All right, let's try this one more time. The Wiz got me uh, excited about the presidential race, okay? Spitting fire. Bravo, we need you to be on your best behavior here as we pick every game against the spread. We're going to start off in Buffalo. Uh, The Seattle Seahawks travel east coast to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, The Bills are a three-point underdog. We're picking these games against the Circa Contest Sports Million line. Uh, I'll start this one off. Spence, I've gone back and forth here with Buffalo. I think they're a much better team at home than on the road. Uh, but their defense has been suspect here lately. Initially, I liked Buffalo in this matchup, but I've had a last-minute change of heart. It's really tough to go against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. So I'm going to take the Seahawks as a road favorite and give me the three points. Spence, where do you stand? Yeah, I really feel like I'm going for recency bias here because even though they did win recently, they just haven't looked great. I'm going to go ahead and stick for the season-long analysis of them in that I was a really high believer. I was really high on them start the season. But, again, they they haven't been impressive in the red zone, and that could be enough to be deadly against the Seahawks. If they do get a win here, I I will say it'll be very impressive, and it'll be one of their key wins of the season. It'll be a huge kind of almost bounce-back kind of opinion game where everyone in the country would start taking them seriously. I'm not going to necessarily bank on that, so I'll take as well the Seahawks in this matchup. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take. 
Bravo, yeah, this- I'll go ahead and take the seat. The Circus Sports Million line, Buffalo, a three-point three underdog. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Buffalo only because they are playing in Buffalo. Now, the reason on that is because you don't know what the weather is going to be like, and the Seahawks don't seem to play good on the uh, – on you know. Hello? Yeah, you're here, bro. You're Keep good. Talking. You're good. Yeah. It, it, they, okay. they, don't, they, don't, they don't seem to be playing good on the road. Seriously. All right. Okay, Bravo, 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 Bravo likes the Bills in this one, plus three. Uh, he could be off to a good start because we're both on Seattle. Next game, Broncos a four-point underdog in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, I, I'm not a believer in the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos plus the four on the road. Bravo, you're next up on this one. Broncos four-point underdog against Atlanta in Atlanta. Well, it, it's pretty much both teams seem like, uh, I don't know, I, this could go either way. But, uh, you know, just because I'm going to go ahead and go with you, the Broncos plus four only because they seem to be doing a little bit better overall in the point standings through the whole year. All right, Spencer the Wiz. Yeah, I wish I could be the tiebreaker and, and differentiate myself here. But I'm also going to take the Broncos who had a big win, obviously comeback win against the Chargers. I feel like if they can score against a team like the Chargers, especially as much as they did, they should definitely be able to do that against the Falcons as well. So I, I, really this game comes down to the I like the plus points. It's kind of one of those close matchups that I'll just take that. And although I could actually see the Broncos blowing them out in this game, this could be one of the underdog plays of the week, although I'm not ready to declare that just yet. Yeah, Broncos' big win last week and come from behind fashion against the Chargers in a divisional matchup. If you're just joining us, this is our pick segment every Thursday. We pick every single game against the spread. Spencer the Wiz, almost 60% on the season. Our guest picker, you can see him in his Texas gear, Brian Bravo, picking against us here uh, on the rest stop. Next game, guys, uh, the Chicago Bears travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, a, a disappointing, <laughs> a disappointing effort by the Titans last week as they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they're a home six and a half point favorite against the Bears this week. Chicago against Tennessee. Bravo, start us off. Who do you like in this one? Well, first of all, uh, Chicago's having a quarterback controversy. You got Foles, Trubisky going back and forth, knowing who's going to start. I, I, I don't. I'm going to pick against Chicago because they don't know what's going on internally. All right. Brian Bravo likes likes the Titans, minus the six and a half. Spence, where do you stand on this one? I feel like a lot of people are going to get cold feet in this one because of the way they played against the Bengals. I have confidence that their coach will get them very able to get them back on track. Oh, gosh. It just – I. And I've been on the Bears actually a lot this season. I've picked them in pretty decent spots. I'm, I'm not going to take them here, though. Tennessee's got to get back and beat a bid team. It just sucks because the Bears have such a good defense for the most part, and I feel like this game could be close, but give me the Titans. Uh, uh, I don't know. where. Look, if you want to talk about how Tennessee fares against the NFC North, the Vikings had them on the ropes, uh, should have beat Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's at home on this one. I agree with you. I think I think they got to get back in the win column with the Vrabel. I'm going to take Tennessee minus the six and a half. Divisional matchup in the next one, guys. The Detroit Lions, after getting blown out by the Colts in a divisional matchup, travel to U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings. Vikings, a four and a half point favorite in this matchup after a big win against the Packers. Uh, the Vikings are dead to me, guys. So I don't want to hear anything about the Vikings anymore. 
Uh, the only way they, they have an out clause and they are not dead to me is if they draft Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Other than that, the Minnesota Vikings are dead to me from this point forward. Give me the Lions plus four and a half. Spencer? Yeah, four points seems like too much in this matchup, especially for a Vikings team that's been wildly inconsistent. I'm not going to go for this idea that they're better than the Packers, obviously. So I think that could come down to it's a weird divisional matchup, and then we'll see the real Vikings once again this week. Give me the Lions plus the points. Brian Bravo, Vikings, Lions. Lions, a a four-and-a-half point underdog. Who do you like? Well, it's in Minnesota, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings because only because once this time gets down to the season, you got to prove something. And they're like, they're tired of, like like the Wiz said, being inconsistent. You've got to start doing something now, and people are going to be like, you know what? If we don't get it done now, a lot of people can get fired. So I'm taking the Vikings on this one. Bravo likes the Vikings. He's the only one. He could upset us. That means if Bravo upsets the Wiz and the Believer, he'll be on as the champ for a second week. He's got. He's going opposite. Bravo could be a champion uh, on the rest stop picking the games. We'll see how they line up. Guys, I want Bravo to start off this next game because I'm curious where he lies. Ravens taking on the Colts in Indianapolis. The Ravens coming off a big defeat to the Steelers. Ravens are a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Bravo, who do you like here? Well, the Ravens coming off that loss last week, they're, they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be very mad. And Rivers coming off a good win. I believe that Rivers has to come out and show his veteran. Uh, he's, he's not going to go down like a lot of people are already saying he's done. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and go with the, with the Colts on this one. Bravo likes the Colts. Uh, Spencer the Wiz. Yeah, I think Baltimore's way too athletic defensively. Philip Rivers is obviously like one of the slowest people in the NFL for sure. I think he's going to get destroyed in the pocket. So for, I'm going to go Ravens here. I think the line's actually too close. So I I'm really appreciate the points I'm getting here. Yeah, th- this is my pick of the week, guys. Uh, look, I- I've never had uh, – well, I won't say never uh, – this one is, is as much of a guarantee as there is on the board this week. If I had uh, $50,000, I'd be putting on the Ravens. I think this is absolutely the lock of the week. Give me the Ravens in the small number minus the one and a half. Uh, guys, Panthers travel to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs in this matchup. Chiefs are sitting as a 10.5 point favorite. Spence, you start this one off. Chiefs laying double digits, 10.5 against Matt Rule and the Panthers. Uh, actually, I would like you to switch off me for a second. I want to see what the weather is in this game. I don't want to be, I don't want to keep getting killed by the weather. So I'm going to look it up real quick while you Bra- guys discuss what you think. Bravo. Do you want to start this one off? Chiefs, a 10 and a half point favorite in Arrowhead against the, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Sometimes the, the Chiefs have a, a slow start. Uh, and they're just getting everything together with their offense, especially when you come up with new people, picking up a new running back and everything else. I believe that they're, uh, they're going to, they're going to start scoring 35 to 45 points again like they did last year and the year before. It's going to be a blowout. You like the Chiefs, Bravo. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I don't know, Spence, is Christian McCaffrey going to be back for this game? I don't believe so. If I'm not mistaken, he will not be back this week. Oh, man, I don't like laying the big numbers here. Uh, look, it looks like the Jets could have been within that number. The Jets are the worst team in football. Ten and a half is a big number. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to get in the mix a little bit here. Go ahead and give me the Chiefs. Uh, begrudgingly, I'll take him minus the 10 and a half. Spence? Well, I, I, I will uh, obviously give you a chance to change your mind a little bit, but it says he's trending towards the return on Sunday. I don't know what that means, especially because it's not a full load. 
I'm sick of seeing injury reports saying guys are good to go. So if they're saying right. he might be back, I'm going to assume he really isn't ready to be back for the most part. I think the Chiefs are going to start just absolutely blowing teams out of the water. They're gaining a lot of momentum this season. I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement, there, guys. Next matchup, the Houston Texans coming off a bye. They're traveling to Jacksonville in a divisional matchup against the Jags. Texans a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Jacksonville. Uh, we saw what happened in this matchup last time when I took Jacksonville. Uh, if I get burned again, I'll get burned again, but I'm not taking Jacksonville. Give me Houston on the road, minus six-and-a-half. Spence? Not even Gardner Minshew's playing in this game. I think the point is only as close because it's a divisional matchup. I think the back of quarterback situation, it's not even going to be Mike Glennon. So whoever's coming in is arguably worse than Mike Glennon, or I guess technically a little better to the Jaguars. That's a low bar to clear, man. I think there's going to be a massive blowout. Brian Bravo, Houston, minus six and a half against Jacksonville. Uh this is another one of your uh, the lesser of two evils. Uh, but just because I, I I still believe, not because I'm biased, but I believe that Houston has some un, still some talent there. So I'm going to take Houston uh, the minus six and a half. Next game, guys, an NFC East matchup: the New York Football Giants taking on the Washington Football Team. Uh, the Washington Football Team coming off a bye. Kyle Allen starting at quarterback, two and a half point favorite at home. Uh, interesting line here. New York's been competitive the last couple weeks. Spence, who do you like in this one? I am going to go the Giants, and I actually went opposite of this last time, and I like just got enough. It was like plus two, and it ended up being plus one. So, But I do think the Giants are actually kind of coming together and looking like a football team as of right now. Of course, when I say that, they'll fall apart after being competitive in a Tampa Bay game and be terrible against a horrible Washington team. But I do think they're pretty hungry for a win right now. I think they do want one. And I think they are actually going to take care of business. I don't predict this one to be exactly close. I think the Giants get their first kind of definitive win of the season. Yeah, the Giants have really been competitive every week. Uh, but I've got to go with with my dark horse pick to win the NFC East, and that's the Washington football team. Uh, I, I think Ron Rivera is, is a really good football coach, and I think his team coming out of this bye is going to be playing for him and be playing for each other. I think that's enough to get the win this weekend. Uh, and cover that two and a half number. Although it's it's hard to go against the Giants, they have been competitive week in and week out. Golden Tate uh, and Darius Slayton make plays on the outside for Daniel Jones. Uh, the Giants are really competitive, so I may regret this one. But I'm going to go with my dark horse pick to win in the division, and I'm going to go with the Washington Football Team with the short number. Bravo! Who do you like in this matchup? Well, I'm going to go with the Giants only because, uh, I mean, it came close last week with Tampa Bay. And if it weren't for turnovers, and I know it may sound like an excuse, but if it weren't for turnovers, and once they get that fixed, the Giants, like the Wiz said, could be a very, very good team. So you're going Giants in this one, Bravo. Going Giants with the points. Giants with the points. Next matchup, guys, Raiders taking on the Chargers in an AFC West showdown. Uh, the Chargers have blown multiple big leads this season. The Raiders have had some huge wins in some unexpected spots. Uh, but I think th these divisional matchups are wild sometimes. I think the Chargers get on the winning track. The circle line has them as a pick -em. Give me the Chargers as a pick -em in this one. Spence? Yeah, this is a tough game to call. Just historically, uh, from what I remember as a kid growing up even, it's, it's a, twin cause, uh, a coin toss, I should say of who wins the matchup. So it's it's really right on the nose, right, with a pick em. I'm going to go, I think for the second time of the season, I'm going to actually go for the Raiders here. 
you have the Chargers have to show me something, and they did against Jacksonville. But that's a again, a, like who cares about the Jacksonville Jaguars? They really are just that bad. That shouldn't be an indication that they're good or bad. Oh gosh, yeah, it feels weird to take the Raiders, but I do think that they're going to be getting on the right track a little bit. I don't think they're a great team. I think they're bad, in fact, but so are the Chargers for the most part. Bravo, AFC West matchup. Circus Sports Million Contest has it. It's a pick of Raiders, Chargers. Who do you like? Uh, I think they're both. I agree with the words. I think they're both very much the same, uh, but just because of coaching, I think that maybe, and the Raiders are up and coming. Uh, I honestly believe that the Raiders will probably win this by at least 10 or, or, or 14. Wow. Well, those are the Raiders with the Wiz. Guys, the next matchup, the Dallas Cowboys uh, have not covered a spread all season. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers come to town to take on the Cowboys. The Steelers on the circuit contest line, 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, I can't take the Cowboys, even though uh, Ben DiNucci uh, will not be starting a quarterback. It'll either be Garrett Gilbert, who played at the University of Texas, who Brian Bravo is supporting right there, or it'll be Cooper Rush. Uh, either way, Steelers win, and they should win easily. Give me the Steelers minus the 13 and a half. Bravo. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I mean, this is like just I, – if I would, you got to pick the Steelers. But it, here's the thing. It's only because Dallas is in so much turmoil right now. I, I, they might have a chance if Prescott was back, but no. At this point in time, it's going to be like 1,000 to 1. <laughs> there you go. Bravo's on the Steelers. Spence, who do you like? I can't think of a, a worse situation for a backup quarterback to go into than facing a very aggressive Steelers team. They're going to get a lot of turnovers, in my opinion. Probably two, probably going to go plus two in the turnover category. I, I don't see how the Dallas Cowboys actually score. If they're not going to do it against the Eagles, they're definitely not going to do it against the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. I, I feel pretty good about this one. Guys, the next matchup, the Miami Dolphins travel to Phoenix to take on the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are a four-and-a-half-point home favorite in this one. Uh, guys, I'm a believer in Brian Flores and the Dolphins. Tua gets his second NFL start. Give me the Dolphins plus four-and-a-half. Spence? Yeah, this this is my favorite game of the week, and I'm, I'm going to be watching this one pretty intently just because I'm curious about it, and I, I like it. Oh, gosh. And it looks like Arizona finally is able to get over the hump, too, against the Seattle game. That gives me a lot of confidence. And I have been saying I'm going to fade or go against the Dolphins when Tua starts. He had a huge boost. I mean, they ha- Brian Flores already had the perfect game plan against the Rams. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Cardinals get another big win. And I think they actually win handily in this game. Although I would not be surprised at all if I ate my words on that one. This is one I'm just willing to take on the chest. Bravo, Cardinals, Dolphins, Dolphins, a four and a half point underdog. Who do you like? I like the uh, I like the Cardinals only because they're five and two. They could be a lot better if it wasn't for a couple of things in their games. And you know, being at home, uh, that's one of the biggest things I think uh, that I have to go that way. If it were for anything else, I might have to go the other way. But no, Cardinals in this one. All right, uh, the believers, the sole one on the Dolphins on the underdog here. We'll see how that one plays out, fellas. Divisional matchup in the next one. The New Orleans Saints travel to Tampa to take on the Bucks. The Circus Sports Million Contest has the Saints as a four-point underdog in this one. Uh, the Bucks have played some close games here in the last couple weeks. I'm going to bank on the Saints getting back either Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Spence, you may know the answer to that better Check. than I do. Uh I'll probably regret this one. The Saints are are not the better team, uh, but I'm going to take the divisional underdog. Give me the Saints plus the four, regrettably. Bravo, Saints four-point underdog against Tampa Bay. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa Bay. 
I believe that what we saw last week against the uh, against the Giants was a couple of flukes, and I think Tampa Bay is getting rid of all. They're they're starting to come together. He's got he, Brady has so many weapons. It's going to be at least yeah. I'm I'm definitely going with Tampa Bay. Spencer the Wiz. Yeah, well, it turns out that Drew Brees is actually limited in practice right now. Alvin Kamara is not practicing. I think he might be back, though. There's too many guys on the injury list for me, and I'm actually just not a fan of the Saints in general. It feels uh, it feels gross to just keep taking the uh, Buccaneers on like a, a big winning streak because I don't think they're going to keep doing it. I think they at least win this week, though. This is the game I feel the most uncomfortable about this week, but I am going to take the Buccaneers. Yeah, guys, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be on the wrong end of this one, and you guys are going to are going to clean up with this box pick. I don't know why, but uh, just I could end up eating it here with the, the Saints, guys. Uh, week nine finishes up on Monday night, a divisional matchup in the AFC East. New England Patriots travel to New York to take on the Jets. The Patriots are a seven and a half point road favorite. I don't anticipate Bill Belichick losing on Monday night. I do have a ticket for the Jets going zero and sixteen. This is a big number. Uh, the Jets, I don't think they've covered a spread all year. Bravo, you start this one off. The Jets are a seven-and-a-half-point home underdog on Monday night against the Patriots. Who do you like? Well, living in Las Vegas, I mean, I'm sorry, living in New York right now, I just want to put my head in the sand and not even talk about it, but the, the Jets aren't going to cover that, and, and they're not going to cover anything for the rest of the year. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Pats, even though the Pats have a lot of problems right now. But I, I can't, yeah, it's, it's impossible. Spencer? We talked about it before the show, Brad. I said that this was going to be the week that the Jets won their first football game of the season. So if I were to not take the mind at plus seven and a half, I would look really ridiculous. And I thought I could actually hedge my bet in this one by, um, you know, <laughs> going uh, basically against them. But I'm going to double down. I'm going to go all in on my prediction that the Jets get their first win of the season. Uh, Spence, gosh, I, I so want to go with you here because I just think that's way too big of a number for a New England team who hasn't done anything in the last couple of weeks. Gosh, I just am waiting for Sam Darnold to have one of those games. It looked like it was going to be uh, against Buffalo. <sighs> Wait, the Jets have covered a game. They covered that eight-point uh, spread against Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Well, they're not over against the spread. I don't know what to do here, man. The Jets screw me every time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate New England in this spot, though. I can't expect New England to cover seven. Okay, burn me one more time. Uh, if it doesn't work out this time, I'm done. But I already have a ticket on the Jets 0-16, so I should just bet for them every week. Give me the Jets plus 7.5. Wow, there we go on my side. Let's do it. That's our week nine pick. Jets Brian. money line. Jets money line. Let's go. Spence, you can't root against my 0-16 ticket. Okay, don't be here for Jets Moneyline. Brian Bravo, thank you for joining us. If you beat us this week, you're back as the champ. Have a great night, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Bravo, Bravo signs off there. Uh, if Dave Perry's still listening, Dave, we might have you on at some point next week to talk a little full gear AEW, as you were talking about in the, ch in the chat. Uh, another amazing pay-per-view coming up uh, for AEW. Spence, uh, you're a busy man. Have you had any chance to watch any wrestling here in the last couple months? I, I haven't watched TV in the past like three months. So the, the idea of keeping up with the wrestling show every week is uh, impossible to say the least. 
Yeah, and it's, it's it's even tough for me uh, w- without having that. I'm trying, uh, Dave. I got a couple episodes to catch up on uh, tonight. I may be watching the uh, dinner debonair between MJF and uh, Chris Jericho as I'm a couple weeks behind, uh, but we'll catch up on that soon. And uh, we'll have Dave Perry back on the show at some point, uh, absolutely before the end of the season, and we'll talk some stuff he's working on. He's got some podcasts coming out, and of course, uh, we'll, we'll chop up some wrestling talk with him as well. And also be sure to check out Spencer, the Wiz delivering sports on KSHP 1400 here in Las Vegas. Follow his YouTube page, blue milk boys gaming. And of course the rest stop comes to you every Tuesday and Thursday live at nine o'clock Pacific time. If you missed the show live, uh, make sure you go to any of your podcasting platforms, LandryFootball.com, Google podcast, Spotify, audio boom, make sure you search Landry football conference call the rest stop will be underneath there. My YouTube page, Brad the Believer, search that, at Brad the Believer on Twitter. And, of course, download the Twitch app or go to www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. Give us some love on those platforms. And thanks, everybody, Dave, Brian Bravo. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, Jose Vellante. And, uh, and Spence, real quick, jump back on and plug what Jose's got going on Wednesday, and we'll be joining his show. So tell yeah. all out there about that real quick straight bet sports at 9 p.m so it'll be on jose's twitter although obviously both of us will end up retweeting it so you can catch it i'll switch to us real quick uh you can switch us uh to either uh at spencer the wiz or at brad the believer you'll find us on there live on a show awesome awesome studio man i love coming on the show it's so cool to be in that in that uh, little space it's great all right we're looking forward to it for spencer the wiz i'm brad the believer have a great weekend win some money on your bets uh, and enjoy yourselves not getting too caught up in this political madness. We'll be back here on Tuesday, same channel, same time, 9 o'clock. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time from the rest of Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.